even if you're not exceptional, you don't have to be a good public speaker. You don't have to, you know, be amazing at sales. Really, all you have to do be is a good storyteller, someone who can really understand their own self-realized story and how it relates to the audience that they're serving, right? The more you do that and that you can truly show the value of, of what your program has and how it's going to solve their problem and the transformation they're going to get after they've come into this program, then you, you've, you've shown why it's of value. So they're like, I'm going to spend money on this right now. I'm going to put my credit card down. Welcome to the Viral by Design podcast with Dave Rothero, where we get inside the minds of today's leading viral marketers as they reveal the exact strategies they use to build brands, products, and campaigns that are magnetic to customers, spread like wildfire, and seize the attention of millions. This is Viral by Design. So welcome to another episode of Viral by Design. I'm very excited today to be joined by Casey Zeman. Casey is the founder and CEO of Easy Webinar, which is an online software platform for running both live and automated webinars. With over 6,000 Easy Webinar customers, Casey's figured out what works and what doesn't in webinar, webinar live broadcasts and in video and what makes a truly engaged audience. He's consulted companies such as HarperCollins, Estee Lauder, and Dell on video marketing strategies and lead nurture funnels using webinars. Having built his own multi-million dollar software into an info product business through the power of live video and webinars, he's passionate about bringing these same strategies to your business. Casey is the best-selling author of Build Your Audience with Live Video and a creator of the Tribe-Minded System, which combines the, the smart art of automation and engagement to build a scalable business. So Casey, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Dave, thank you, thank you for having me. You did, you did a long intro. I love it. Absolutely. Man. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm going to throw your curveballs, kick things off. Um, there's a lot of talk in the marketplace, and there has been for many years, of mm -hmm. webinars are dead or webinars are dying or they're on their way out. What would be your response to that? I would say that um, storytelling is still at the key of sales. Uh, building a know, like, and trust is still at the, at the, in the heart to the, is at the heart of sales. Conversation is still at the heart of sales. So technically I would say that, that the, the, the method of how webinars are used to build a know, like, and trust to indoctrinate an audience, that's not, that's not dying where, where webinars are being used, I think is, and, and how they're being used is evolving. I'd say there's an evolution. Webinars were dying five years ago, six years ago. Like they were like, ah, oh, you know, now the, now, now, you know, the webinars aren't aren't these boring four by three uh, PowerPoint uh, experiences anymore. And that's what was before, like six years ago. I, I was saying webinars were dying five years ago, but that was only to say that webinars are evolving. Like I said, webinars have evolved. They, they, the the old way is dying. The new way is is how you how you basically. Um, you know, you have to look at the culture of our lives and where we're at, right? At this point in time, 10 years ago, selling was a different methodology to, to, in, in, to some degree than now. People are way more responsive around sharing their vulnerability, their stories, the uncomfortable things that, that really build that know, like, and trust, right? We were, we were teaching it 10 years ago, but people weren't as, uh, as open to sharing it. Now you see more people doing it. And so now there, there's a new wave of, of marketing where people are using storytelling in a bigger way, um, which is at the key to a webinar strategy now. 
Whereas before webinar strategies, I think, you know, if you look 10, 20 years ago, it was, they were, it was kind of like a presentation. It was, it had uh, pieces that were kind of like boring and not engaging. Right. And so I think the, the, the we went through a, an evolution five, six years ago into this live video and way of, of, of talking and communicating with your audience in front of the camera, right? Interpersonal relationship and, and intimacy came back in the present into, into what is the presentation. Now, what we're seeing is uh, we are seeing more conversations uh, that, are, that are, are being used in an automated experience, right? But at the heart of it all, video and storytelling still wins. So I, I think webinars were basically dying, you know, the, the old school was dying, you know, as I said, like, you know, maybe, maybe five, six years ago, that evolution of now going in you in front of the camera, you know, that experience has changed, but no webinars, um, aren't dying. In fact, you, you, now, uh, there's a floodgate that's been opened because of the pandemic. I mean, if you think about it, you have the pandemic that has now created, everybody is coming online, they're using Zoom, they're using technology like this, and they're, they're, and the technology is also catching up with the culture. So the technology around being more engaged, you know, has now been caught up with the concept that we must be more engaged to be able to build that more know, like, and trust and interpersonal connection with people, right? It does take more touch points to be able to still, you know, connect and engage with people, but Again, webinars, if you talk to any of the, the you know, people that are, are top salespeople around, marketers, copywriters, storytelling through webinars are still at the, at the height of it. It's just where is it going in your marketing, right? A lot of people put webinars that some, you know, in the early days, we would put webinars at the top of the funnel where it's like people are entering into a webinar experience. Now, that still works. But now, now there might be a need for using webinars in a more holistic experience, not just in the top of the funnel, but the middle of the funnel. So sending someone to a, a micro piece of content that, you know, maybe is a freebie of some kind um, from maybe a video ad to a freebie, right? So they get to know you, they get to experience something of true value in this downloadable bite-sized piece of value that they can then take action on, which then can lead them to a presentation, which basically is a high impact presentation that can be coupled with this value uh, freebie, right? And now, now with the two mixtures together, your, con your conversions are higher. And so you have to think about webinars in your holistic marketing sort of experience, right? Not just in the, you know, web, you know, okay, I'm just going to do a webinar and, uh, you know, 100, 100 people, 300 people will show up and, you know, and then that's it, which that still works. I have to let you know, I have a, we have a, one of our clients who just, you know, he ran Facebook ads, got 300 leads on a, uh, on a webinar or 300 leads in a, in a week's time with a, on a, on a webinar. And then I think he had, he had like a hundred people on his webinar and sold 16 units of his, uh, of his, like, uh, I think it was either $500 or nine ninety seven, Right. And so that, that can work where you just push off. And if you know your numbers, you know, that for, for getting 300 leads, you know, for each lead costs, you know, 10 bucks or something, you know, reverse engineer how much you're spending versus how much you're making on the back end of the webinar that can work. But 
that doesn't always work. And, and so, so what people are doing now is that they are adding storytelling via webinars into different parts of the funnel, right? Like I just said, maybe add, add to a freebie from the freebie to a, to a, a webinar presentation. And all that, by the way, that's, that's kind of automated, right? Like if you can, there's, there's what, what we typically, I mean, it could be automated or live. What we typically see are people using automated webinars in the middle funnel. Uh, we see them doing it at the top of the funnel, but a lot of times they're using it in the middle of the funnel, bringing in a freebie, uh, you know, some sort of, of quick action guide of some, of some kind, you know, uh, building a know, like, and trust, and then driving them to a webinar. Some people will actually get a lead, call the lead, invite them to a workshop. Uh, and we do that sometimes. We, we will get a, a lead and then actually, you know, say, hey, just want you know, account manager, they want to just connect base with you. Um, and uh, we're excited that you are, are coming into to the workshop. Just be sure to show up, blah, blah, blah. Right. And so uh, webinars are still widely used because they are, are so frigging accessible and we're still using them. All they are is the, the ability to connect with your audience via this type of technology, whether it's whether it's you talking individually to somebody or whether it's you talking uh, the one-to-many concept, right? And so we, we don't see it as dying. We, we actually see it as uh, we're going through a second phase of evolution of how they're being used um, on a bigger uh, holistic sort of marketing plane where webinars are, uh, are one of the big pieces of the pie of creating relationships with people. You know, our, our mission at Easy Webinar is helping people scale storytelling, right? Um, you know, building uh, storytelling that sells. So we, we want to help you scale storytelling so you could sell better with webinars. And that's what we've been doing with our clients. And, you know, the people that are eight-figure earners, nine-figure earners, they're, they're using webinars every single day in their business. And, they're, and they figured out how to automate that whole process using yeah. oftentimes our software. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, I asked you through that question. I use it as a bit of a care ball and just to, 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 you know, to hear your response to it. But I completely agree. You know, some of the concepts that you've been talking about there and the funnel structures where it's used more in the back end. So for example, a thank you page webinar after people have already been through a, a lower ticket funnel where we've liquidated the ad spend. And then, mm -hmm. hey, if you're going to get like a thousand people through that every single week, then you might as well you know, get five or six of them onto, hey, probably more than five or six, but you get even a portion of those people to, Stay on a webinar and then have the opportunity to to build that relationship, the know, like, and trust, and you know, really structure a great sales message across that 60, 90, 120 minutes to turn them into a high ticket customer. Then it's incredibly powerful, right? So yeah. that said, what would you say are the the secrets to engagement? Like everybody's attention span is getting shorter and shorter. So how do you actually nurture somebody's attention for that longer period of time, which is long enough in, in order to pitch them a higher higher ticket product? Yeah. Um, you know, so I think, uh, I think the idea is like how you can continue to serve the problem that they have, uh, consistently in your funnel, right? Your, your problem, problem, solution, problem, solution scenario has to sort of reflect itself from the beginning of the funnel. Right. And you truly have to understand what their deepest pain, what's get waking them up at 2 AM, you know, and like, what can't they get over? what are they trying to do right now to solve the problem that they can't figure out and solve? The idea is that you come in and you have the solution. You have the, and, and typically 
the concept is you're, you're really focusing on having the uncommon solution, something that they haven't tried yet or, 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 or they've seen, but they're, they, they haven't take, taken action on it. And so you come in and you kind of share, let me show you why this is the, you know, uh, why this is the uncommon solution, what, you know, what it is, why, why you should be doing it. Uh, and then of course the how is, is coming into your program and the webinar intention is to kind of set up the how, but you know, the, the more people know that, that you are going to solve their deepest, darkest problems, the better they'll, they'll show up to the webinar, you know? So if we're just, if we're talking about like trying to get people, you know, to, to take every action point, you know, is every action is a conversion, right? So, um, as an example, like, you know, if you're driving somebody from a Facebook video ad, you know, you have to needle all the way in to where they, they get the understanding of, oh, I need to, you know, I need to fix this problem. I have this problem. There's, you have to create this awareness. Ad. Obviously you have to create the awareness, right? And then you have to sort of twist the, the knife or under, you know, understand the pain. Uh, and then you have to say, here's the solution, right? So if your ads can, can do all that, you know, um, and maybe do it at different points, you know, in someone's uh, journey that drives them into, you know, maybe, maybe a, a, a freebie that they download, then a workshop. If the workshop is congruent to that, that need for them to solve, then they'll jump in. And then, and, and so, so uh, what people should really start thinking about at every stage of their processes, go one step at a time. How am I going to get them from an ad to, to a lead, right? Or, or a registrant, you know, how am I going to get them from an, from, from seeing me for the first time to taking action and, and coming into a workshop, right? So that, that is the first step. And you have to think of like where they're at, where their need is, where their pain is great enough and how you are mentioning that, you know, you create the awareness, you, you twist the knife, show the pain, and then you obviously have a solution, right? So if you can do that and get people to register, and then you know what that number looks like, now it's your job to get them to show up to the workshop, right? If you get them to register, that means that they've said, yes, I'm interested in something you're saying you, you, because you're talking about solving my, my pain. Now, if you get them to, to, to uh, register, you know, either to show up to the webinar, one thing that we do oftentimes is on the thank you page after someone registers is to, to reiterate why they should come to the workshop, right? So we, we re reiterate the pain that they're, they're having, go un uncover that pain a little bit, and maybe even relate how my own story relates to that pain, like how I was where they were you know, and, and share a story. You know, I go back to this, you know, when I was first starting out, I, I almost lost my house twice. I uh, couldn't figure out how I was going to build leads online until I stumbled, you know, and I, I spent six months building a course online. Um, and I couldn't sell it by the time I launched it out, uh, until I started using webinars, but I was, you know, and so I talked about the webinars as the sales strategy, but I was terrified of doing webinars when I first started out and I was terrible at it. Okay. I was a classic oversharer. Right. And so by me telling that story, it relates on all different levels for people who, first off, they don't have a sales process. Secondly, they may feel conflicted around putting themselves out there in a webinar experience because of their nervous. They don't want to look like an idiot. They don't want to say the wrong things. They think they have to be a tech wizard to be able to do this stuff. And so, you know, tackling those things as it relates to my story, as it relates to them, will help them to know me more, which builds a relationship. And then the goal is 
So be sure to show up to this workshop because I'm going to be sharing with you the exact framework that you need to be able to, to sell better on a webinar, right? I was terrible at running webinars, but and, and I was a classic overshare and, and my sales hurt because of it. You know, I, I definitely didn't have as great of sales because I just didn't know what the frick I was doing back in the day. So come to this workshop. I'm going to share with you four uh, fundamental, you know, pieces to creating an actual high converting webinar that will convert. Okay. You, you just need a framework. The problem is you don't have a framework, right? Okay. So, so come into the workshop. So you, you, you create enough of the interest, right? And you, but it has to be based upon that pain that they're, that they're experiencing, right? Does this sound like you? Did you, have you not had success with webinars? Maybe you haven't, um, you, you know, you, maybe you just don't have, uh, a consistent sales at this point. Maybe, you know, you, you're thinking, you know, you, you're some months you're up, some months you're down, you know, you don't have a, a, a consistency factor. Maybe you're, you're not clear on what your offer is looking like right now, you know, or how much you should be selling and what should be, what's a good price to sell off of a webinar, you know, and all these things that might be happening. So if you can answer those questions enough saying, I'm going to answer all that, you know, I know what you're feeling. I'm going to answer it. They'll come in, you know, and if it's not, it might be a, a one or two of those. It might be all of them. It, you know, who knows, you know, but, um, the idea is now you want to get them to show up to the webinar. And so typically I'll do that on a thank you video where I'll reiterate their pain and tell them what they're going to be, you know, able to achieve what the result they'll get from coming to the workshop. Um, you know, you'll have a, you'll have a framework for your webinars. You'll be able to sell. That means you'll be able to chill out, you know, sell your stuff 24 seven, um, you know, go on vacation more, be with your family more, blah, blah, blah. So they show up to the workshop. Then it's my job to keep them on the webinar. Right. And so what I oftentimes do in the beginning of the webinar is create an expectation and anticipation of what they're going to be achieving on the workshop. Right. So I try to create a stick factor an engagement point. And if it's a live webinar, I'm always checking in. So if it's a live webinar, I'm always going through and just calling people out. Like at the beginning of the webinar, hey, Becky, hey, hey, Jack, hey, Gerald, hey, Margaret, hey, uh, Sam, you know, wonderful to see you guys. I see, uh, you know, uh, Dave from the UK, uh, uh, Becky from Seattle, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like you find, um, you start to reply to people. You tell them, you guys, I'm so excited because on this workshop, I'm going to be sharing with you the exact framework that you need to be able to sell better off of a webinar, to be able to use webinars uh, as your big lever for getting sales, right? Once you create it once, it can work for you over and over again for the, for the next five, 10 years. Once you get, dial in this method, this, this method, you'll be able to, to use it uh, for, in all of your selling consistently for, for as long as you have this business, as, as long as you're selling this product. You know, so I, I say, so you're going to want to stick around because I'm going to be sharing that. But there are other things you could do to like create stick factor oftentimes. Like I, I've tried everything in the book from, you know, giving away something at the end or, uh, you know, def, uh, like, you know, giving away a, a, a free e a book at the end of this or, or giving away a, a free training or something like that by the end. But I always find that w when I do that and people stick to the end, when I make my call to action, it kind of like, a, it, it disrupts my pitch because they're like, Hey, can I have that free thing that you were talking about? You know? So I try not to necessarily do that. But if I, if I have like, say, uh, a high ticket webinar where I'm not actually pitching and selling off the webinar, I'm actually more pitching a sales strategy call or a sales call with an advisor. Typically 
I would, I would have like in the beginning of the workshop, I'd say there's nothing to buy, but I'm going to give you something you can download and go through and fill it in as we go. And there's going to be an opportunity for, for us to review me or someone on my team to review and audit your, you know, what you're filling out, you know, your worksheet or your, you know, your, um, workbook or something, you know, like some sort of like, I'm, I'm, I'm some, I'm almost like a doctor and I'm trying to, um, you know, uh, investigate your symptoms. And so you're writing things out and then you can submit it in and then we can audit it almost like I'm, you know, a doctor doing an exam. Right. And that that's, we we've done that before on high ticket and they, it just works really well with like keeping people on and, and then, you know, sticking around to the very end. And so, you know, your, your question, I know I'm, I'm getting to it 10 minutes later. Um, but, uh, I, I I'm looking at it from all angles here, but, um, the, the biggest thing, uh, is, you know, for a live webinar, I think it's always checking in with your audience. It's always like, Hey, if this makes sense, give me a, put a thumbs up, give me a one in the chat or say, Hey, Oh, Hey, Oh, you know, it's like almost just creating this, this energy when you're doing a live webinar, it's much like doing a live video. Like I, I'm a, a geek when it comes to live video. I, I, I jumped into Periscope when it came out a few years ago, real early. Um, and, and so I, I, I love that. So, you know, being, doing live video, you're, you're always kind of resetting the, you know, and now clubhouse is out and that's, they're talking about resetting the room. You know, it's the same concept is you're always checking in with your audience, say, how are we feeling? How are we doing? You know, give me a, give me a one inch in the chat. If this makes sense to you guys, you know, where are you at? Tell me what your business is, you know, like, so you have leading questions or polls, can oftentimes uh, keep engagement high, um, but always, always checking in and, and, and really making sure your audience resonates with the content you're putting out there. Like, how about you? Does this, does this make, does this relate to you? Have you ever felt this way? Yes. Oh my God, Casey, I've totally felt that way. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Right. And, and you get them to, they are not just a, watching a presentation. They are a part of the presentation. Right. And so that, that's, I think also another key to just keeping people on. I really, really like that, uh, the concept you said about having people go through a workbook all the way through and then have them submit that because not only is that like massively increasing the likelihood that they, they, they actually book in for a call, right? Yeah. But also, I mean, I remember that one of the first, but I think the first personal development seminar that I went to or personal business development seminar where I went to, um, the speaker or the guy who's event it was actually ended up becoming a client in the end, but he had um, a workbook that everybody went through and the exercises were basically, okay, so if you did this and this and this in your business, what do you think that will be worth to your business in the next 12 months? And then this was like almost every single time, what do you think that will be worth? Okay, at the end of this exercise, tell you what you think that will be worth to your business. And then by the end of the weekend, there's this gargantuan number. Um, and then that as a kind of price anchor, as a kind of, uh, yeah, that wouldn't be a sticky shop, but a price anchor to what the cost of the high ticket upsell course that was being pitched at that event was, just completely obliterated it, right? So just such a, such a great concept to, to have people actually doing the work and, and setting the buying criteria in their own mind and, and establishing for themselves that this would be, this would be a really um, uh, advantageous opportunity. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, that, that is the, that's the key right there. Um, you know, uh, you, you, you know, you, they have to sense the value value is everything. Right. And so if you don't, if you don't, if they can't feel what that value is, then they're also not going to stay on the workshop, right? They're not going to, uh, connect. They're not going to buy from you if they don't know that you can't break down why the val why this is so valuable, right? And so, yeah, val that that that's a huge part of it. Yeah.
So right, I'm really curious about what your uh, we were talking about the the direct to webinar sales process. So a webinar funnel where you're taking cold leads into a webinar and trying to either pitch them um, to, uh, to to check out or pitch them onto mm -hmm. a high ticket call. Uh, what's your kind of favorite traffic source right now? Where, where are you finding the best success in terms of high quality leads? Yeah, um, you know, Facebook right now. You know, we do we do. Um, uh, media buying with Facebook, uh, with, uh, actually, you know, what's funny is like Facebook is doing well, but, uh, but, but straight, um, Google ads are, are actually doing, doing quite well for us because if we're talking about the SAS, you know, SAS metrics, you know, we're, right now we're, we're, we're looking at, we just try to get as many trials as possible trials. Uh, we know our numbers and metrics with trials. So if we can get more trials, then we, we know that the, the revenue can swing up. We're, we're, we're tracking our churn. We're tracking our, our customer acquisition. So, you know, so again, uh, the metric is if we can get trials coming in the door, that's what we truly care about. So we're looking at how they are coming through the door, right? So whether it's coming on the back end of a webinar, um, which we do, we also have straight ads that just say sign up for a 14-day free trial, you know, uh, video ads that, that then you know, show interest to bring pre people in. We have um, Google ads where we have uh, some competitor ads running. And that's those are doing quite well because we also have competitor pages. So we'll do a competitor like a uh, ad, which, you know, talks about like a competitor to X and that will drive to a blog article where they can then watch, read the blog article about the, comp the how they're competitors and then take action uh, to, to sign up for a trial there. And so we see, we see those as, as, as helpful. So, you know, we're, we're doing content marketing, uh, we're doing, you know, so we have organic search that's, uh, that's, that's their, uh, Facebook, uh, also word of mouth. You know, we see a lot of word of mouth coming in, um, just from like people sharing. Um, and then we also have, uh, some, uh, affiliate marketing as well that, that comes through. Got it. So uh, we we won't um, straight in with the with the curveball about all webinars all webinars dead. So we kind of scooted over your story, your backstory, and how you started Easy Webinar. I'd love to hear a bit more about like what your background was, what you were doing before Easy Webinar, and how you kind of got into into this world. Yeah, so I went to school for acting and singing, right? So I'm I started off as uh, doing stage shows and and musicals and and things like that, and I went to school for opera as well. So I did all that stuff, um, and then. Uh, you know, that life, I, I just hated being a broke actor. I hated being like a, a starving artist. It wasn't my, I love the artistry. I just didn't like the starving part. So, um, so I, 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 I went into real estate because I was trying to find a job where I could still be an actor. So I, I found this perfect sort of job where I, I worked as a mortgage broker for a friend of mine out of his garage. And, uh, it was just the two of us. And it worked for like a few years where um, it allowed me to buy a house, you know, here in LA. And I, I, I made enough money to do that. Um, but then, and, and this dates me a bit, but, uh, you know, the, the, in 2009, the market crashed, the recession hit. In, uh, and, and then, so I went from making, you know, $250,000 a year uh, in like 2008 or something like that to now making like 15000 the next year. And... I almost lost my house twice and I was scrambling, scrambling to try to find leads online and figure out how I was going to filter more people into my real estate business, which took me down the rabbit hole of learning about online marketing, which then led me 
to realizing that one of my, one of my, uh, good, one of my friends, he was a friend of a friend. Um, but then I, I got to know him more. And, uh, and so one of my friends was someone who was an online marketer doing this stuff. And so he and I had lunch a couple of times and I learned about what he was doing. I joined his program and I went, uh, and started learning from him. His name is, uh, Chris Farrell and a uh, good guy. Um, he's also, uh, he's also a Brit. So, you know, he's a, he's a, you know, love him to death. Um, and, uh, anyway, he, uh, he said to me, gave me really good advice one time. He said, Casey, you know, you're jumping into online marketing, but you need to choose one thing. Your one thing, what's your one thing you're going to focus on. And so that's, that's when I was like, I got to choose my one thing. What's my one thing. I got to do it. He was like, then you can branch out once you choose your one thing. So I, I dove into YouTube and I immersed myself in learning about YouTube. And so I was considered kind of one of the early, you know, or people that were doing YouTube marketing and video marketing. So I was learning about it. And then I started getting, you know, clients because, I, you know, not, there was not much competition. I was, I was learning about it and figured out how to get my video, get videos found in the first page of Google because YouTube is the second largest, largest search engine. It's owned by Google. So I was able to start helping people get their videos ranked on the first page of Google. And I did this for a couple of clients, had big success with it. And so I started acquiring more clients around this. But I had this, this, you know, I couldn't seem to keep money in the bank though. Like I was like working, I had like five clients, you know, each paying me maybe uh, a couple grand a month or something like that. Right. But I could not, I was working so much. I was like, I was so stressed out. I couldn't seem to scale this like sort of agency model. So I, I decided I wanted to become a course creator instead. So I, um, I took the next six months building an online course while at the same time writing a 250 page book all about YouTube. And by the time I launched the, uh, the course and the book, I just couldn't sell it. No one, I, I, I didn't know how to sell it. I, I was like, here's a, the product I have. I, I just couldn't do it. I was, I was able to get video on the first page of Google and bring leads in that way for clients, but I didn't know how to build leads myself. So that's when I, I, I started like looking around and, and, you know, long story short, although this got long, sorry about that, is I, I, I basically, uh, started trying to do these webinars. I saw people doing these webinars. So I had an idea one day of, of uh, creating a video in YouTube, inviting people to a workshop. Um, and so I said, hey, you know, my name is Casey Zeman. If you've ever wanted to know how to get on the first page of Google, leveraging the power of video and YouTube, I have a free uh, uh, webinar where I'm gonna be teaching this exact strategy. And I did that. I, and, and, and when I did that, I started seeing people actually sign up to my webinars. And um, I always had that video on, so I just linked it to like a go-to webinar that I started running on a weekly basis. And I started with just running completely doing free webinars with no pitch because I was terrified of selling. I was sucky at it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't figure it out. So I was just like giving everything away in my course because I just couldn't figure it out. Um, which then, you know, I built up so much goodwill that people started coming out and saying, Casey, we'd love to, I'd love to promote your, your program or what do you have going on? You know, because I, I, while I was creating all this goodwill, people would DM me saying, Hey, is there anything I can buy? And so I started having people buy just because I wasn't doing, uh, they wanted to, they felt like 
they were getting too much value to not spend money, right? Because that is a thing where if they're like, why, why am I getting so much free from you? They'll feel awkward and want to pay for something. So I started to say, yeah, you, you know, you can, you can, they started DMing me. I was like, okay, PayPal me this and I'll, I'll get you into my course. And so people started indirectly coming in. I was charging like 97 bucks at the time for the course, just indirectly. But then people started coming in. They thought it was really great. Then I had a guy who came in and he was like, Casey, this is a great course. You're first off, you need to be charging 197, 297 or higher off for this course. And, and, and I felt like so, I think he said do 297. And I was like so nervous. I said, how about 197 to start? And so um, he said, that's fine. And I'll promote it. Okay. And so I had this guy promote me and he got like 400 people in a live webinar. And I was so green, man. I was like this, you know, I was just terrible at it. I, I, I had a busted up PC, uh, onboard microphone, no video on. I was in my, I was at my wife's parents, uh, farmhouse in Iowa in the back trailer of this house. And it was the dead of winter. So the wind was like, uh, you know, whistling through the, the windows. You could hear a heater blaring in the background. Sounded like a, like a, it just, it was crazy. Um, and the internet was so intermittent that it would cut out in every now and then. And on that workshop, you know, I knew I needed a pitch. So I worked on what the pitch would look like. And I, it was like, I just, I, I, I strung it together, you know, and, uh, I overshared on the workshop. Like I normally do. I gave, I teach too much, right. Train too much. And by the time I made the offer, 10 people bought, 10 people bought the offer. At 197. It was the first time I sold, but there were 400 people on the workshop. So technically, I should have sold 40 people at least into that uh, into that program. But because of the fact that uh, I just didn't know what I was doing, um, you know, I, I I I sold only 10. But 10 is still 10. 10 is not bad, you know. And I realized at the time that there's a lot of room for error for webinars because you know. Inherently, it just builds a no like and trust. So even if you're not exceptional, you don't have to be a good public speaker. You don't have to, you know, be amazing at sales. Really, all you have to do be is a good storyteller, someone who can really understand their own self-realized story and how it relates to the audience that they're serving, right? The more you do that and that you can truly show the value of, of what your program has and how it's going to solve their problem and the transformation they're going to get after they've come into this program, then you, you've, you've shown why it's of value. So they're like, I'm going to spend money on this right now. I'm going to put my credit card down. Now, I wasn't doing a very good job of that at all when I started out. So, um, so I had to, I had to figure that out, but, um, but yeah, so we, you know, that, that was my, that was my first experience with, uh, with running webinars. And then, you know, my, my, the affiliate was so angry with, he was not angry, but he was like, hey, I'm disappointed. First off, like you should have sold, we should have sold way more. And I said, he said, and you, you're pricing this thing way too low. And I think you need to go learn about putting a presentation together. Um, and so I just started learning about how to do webinars more, um, you know, learning about, you know, storytelling on a bigger level, read some books on it. Uh, and then I went back out and, uh, and I got some advice that I need to up my price. So I, I changed my price from 197 to 297. And I, uh, I, I dug in my offer a bit and the program didn't change. The program didn't change at all. 
by the way, in all this. And then I sold uh, my course on a webinar at $297. And I, and I sold 10 of them to uh, only about 100 people. So I had 100 people on. I sold 10 at 297 and I realized that, wow, the pricing didn't really matter, you know, and actually I, I just increased my conversions. And, and to be honest with you, when I did it at 197, I had, I had one or two people actually refund. Sure. When I did it at 297, I had one person refund. But then I had a guy come out and say, Casey, now I, I want to promote you, but the program has to be a thousand dollars. Your program has to be a thousand bucks. Otherwise I can't promote it. And so I was like, well, I want this guy to promote me. So I changed my price to $1,000. No, I didn't change the program. I just changed the price. And so I changed the price to 1000 And I changed maybe one value add that I did is I, I created a, like a coaching. I said, I'll give you a 30-minute coaching or a 15-minute coaching, uh, you know, onboarding coaching type of thing. Um, and that was the only additional thing I did. And so I, I sold. So when I did this and launched a webinar, did a webinar, I had maybe about the same 100 people on and I sold, uh, I sold on that webinar like 15 to 20 uh, units of my $1,000 course. And I, I realized at that time that first off, pricing is only in my head, right? Value is based on the results they can get. And what the, whatever result that value is, as long as it's greater than your price, you're in a win win-win scenario. Now it's just a question of show, being able to convey that value to them, to make them realize that this is the value that you could be getting by doing this. You're spending this much, but this is what you'll be able to achieve after you spend this much, right? And my job was to just be able to convey that. And so I, did, I, I learned ways to, to do that in a, on a, in a better way. And then, um, that's when I, that's when I started to, to sell more. Um, and that's what I needed. So then I was able, I started selling on a weekly basis, uh, and I didn't always get a hundred people. You know, typically I got 30 people showing up to my webinar weekly. That was it. And that's all I cared about. I was like, if I can sell three people into my $1,000 program on a week from one weekly one hour webinar, I'm okay for now. And so that's what I did. And that's how I started earning $12,000 a month from doing, you know, one presentation per week, same, same webinar, uh, same presentation, just inviting people back in, back in. And that's how I, that's how I started to, to, uh, make sales. And then eventually sometimes I've had, I would have more people on like 50 or 60 people on, and then I would convert six sales, you know? So I was always trying to find that 10% conversion number on a weekly basis. Um, that led me, uh, sorry, I know this is getting really long, but right. anyway, that, that, that was my course creation process. And in that first year of being a course creator, 2012, I made the same amount that I did in my real estate business. So then I, I stopped being a consultant, you know, I got out of real estate completely and I was just focused on being a course creator. And then webinars worked for me so well that I wanted to figure out how to systemize webinars in a bigger way. And that's when Auto, that's when I started to to talk to de developers about building a platform that would allow me to scale my one presentation over and over again. And that's when uh, automated webinars were born. And that's when Easy Webinar Plugin was born, which was an automated webinar platform for WordPress. 
And that's when we, we launched out. So that was like 2013 or 14 when that got out into the marketplace. And then, you know, it went through a lot of uh, iterations. Uh, 2015, we did our, our first big launch with it and, uh, you know, acquired uh, a thousand customers uh, at that time. And, um, and then, you know, throughout the years from 15 to 16, 17, you know, we were trying to move out of being a WordPress plugin. So in, in 2007, 2018, we, we completely got out of being a WordPress plugin and we became a full SaaS platform. Uh, that does live and automated webinars. We rolled in a live stream a tool, much like Zoom here, um, into our system. And we we also adopted a monthly recurring revenue model. Before that, we weren't doing that. We were, we were, I was selling plugins, you know, I was selling licenses of Easy Webinar as a plugin for WordPress. And then even after that, we were doing annual recurring billing. Um, but we really didn't jump into MMR or sorry, MRR um, until 2018. You know, we didn't really start doing that. So it's been a wild ride, but you know, uh, that's when we started uh, with Easy Webinar um, in the, the monthly recurring model. And then since then, you know, we've we've done uh, we've we've grown pretty extensively year over year with that with that model. So that's cool as hell, man. And you know, it really illustrates. What I love about your backstory is that it really illustrates, first of all, how powerful webinars are and how you can take the exact same information, increase the price, get a better quality of customer and sell more products, right? I love that, you know, the, the thing that you touched on there about the, the refunds. And uh, as has always been the case that I've found over the last few years in business is that it's typically the people who pay the less, pay, pay the least, and pay the most, and vice versa, right? <laughs> uh-huh. That's right. So, yeah. yeah the, 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 the least people pay, you're going to have more headaches on the back end. They're going to be a lot more hands-on, but the, the higher the price, the better the, the customer, basically, you know, you're going to get a, a higher caliber person. They're maybe going to even take more action um, because you want action takers. So, uh, you know, I, I, I look at price as a, as a, as a filter, you know, I use, I, I use the webinar to, to, to filter the right client, you know, the right, I, I, the webinar filters the right people that have the right problem. The pricing filters the right people that have the, the biggest need for that problem or, or that understand fundamentally the need for that program. And they're ready to, to take on that program to fix the problem, right? Yeah. It's like they're aware and they want to they wanna fix it now, right? Yeah. And, 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 and you've already done the job of... of making them understand that the, you know, uh, the, the value exchange that they're going to be receiving, you know, and the transformation they're going to be getting. So, yeah. Uh, and, and if someone's willing, you know, to, to put down a thousand dollars, that means that they, that they are, they understand, you know, and they are probably more apt to, to put work into, into, you know, accomplishing, uh, the goal, you know, and finishing the course and, and, and getting the result they're actually looking for. So, Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Those who pay, pay attention. That's great. Yeah. Well, so thank you so much for your, your time and your wisdom, man. Like incredible backstory. I know Easy Webinar is an incredible product. So I've got a bunch of clients who, who use it and um, it's, you know, really, really uh, robust bit of kit. How can, what, what in your own words, what's the big shout about Easy Webinar and how, how can uh, people find out a bit more about it and get signed up? Yeah. I mean, I, I think with Easy Webinar, you know, 
Uh, our mission is to help people scale storytelling via webinars, right? Workshops, masterclasses, webinars. So um, the big thing is when you come on to Easy Webinar, uh, we take a holistic approach of doing webinars. So the very first thing is like you need to learn how to do good storytelling via a workshop. And so we have a live system that you can go live with um, and you know, you could, you could test your message. You can run live webinars. You can actually do a webinar live and then send that broadcast while it's live into Facebook live and YouTube live at the same time. So as you know, as uh, if you're a coach or consultant, or you're trying to build a community up, um, you know, you can, you could be doing these, uh, webinars where, you know, you're, you're running like a, let's say a weekly webinar that pushes into Facebook live as well. And then in the first five minutes of the workshop, you're like, hey, so we're streaming this right now to Facebook Live, but hey, I want to invite everybody who's watching in Facebook to join me in the webinar room because that's where I'm going to share uh, resources and answer your question. I have a poll and some, some really great things. So all the good stuff is inside the room. Right now we're broadcasting Facebook Live, but if you want the, the good stuff, you know, if you're watching in Facebook Live, there's a registration link right there that you can join me inside the room where you can ask questions right? Or get that resource. And so doing something like this, this is pure list building, right? So, so if you're doing something like that on a weekly basis, you're not only creating uh, uh, high engaged content on Facebook, um, but you're also now driving people into uh, a, you know, a, a webinar um, and building your email list and, and starting that with live. And once you've tested that, once you've gotten familiar with running live and you've tried to, um, you know, get 10% conversion or so, now it's time to start taking that, you know, after you've done a testing ground on your live webinar, now it's a question of scaling it. So that's when you could take a live webinar and turn it into an automated evergreen webinar, right? Where you duplicate that, that experience over and over again in your attendees' local time zone um, and you now put it into a basically a sales funnel, right? The, or sales experience using a webinar, right? That you can step out of and then just focus on, on sending the traffic through, tweaking the message, making sure you're getting purchases and buyers, having a follow-up email, right? And, and that flow, now that you, you spend money on Facebook ads, right? You pump up the, the Facebook ads and then you get the response, right? So it's, it, once, once you know that you have something that sells, then it's, it's time to test and, and pump up and scale, right? And that's the beauty of Easy Webinar is that you can, you can go through this process. You can start live, run live webinars, know the data, get better at it, turn that into an automated or evergreen webinar, um, and, then, you know, and, and, and then now scale up. Some things that we're doing for our clients, we go very deep with our analytics. So people know what kind of schedules work better than others. And we're going even deeper with that. Um, you know, there's this whole problem right now with, with Facebook ads uh, and uh, the iOS 14. I don't know if you know about it, but um, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's kind of a big problem where um, you won't be able to track conversions. But we've already solved the problem because our, our clients, some of our biggest clients send in 100,000 100, leads or more uh, a month through their their easy webinar. So that means like 100,000 registrants coming in a month. 
And they're sending most of that traffic through Facebook. So we needed to come up with a solution for them to be able to track the conversion. So we have something rolling out very soon uh, that's going to be for everyone so that they can track their conversions, even in the face of Facebook changing all of, all of how this works on us, basically, right? Um, because that's our mission. The name of the game is we want people to be able to scale up storytelling. So we need to continue to deliver uh, as a platform that allows people to, to customize their, their webinar experience um, and, and be, but moreover, use Easy Webinar on a very big level um, you know, so that they can uh, you know, make money 24-7 you know, and, and use Easy Webinar as their, as their main sales tool. Like that's, that's what we have. People, people tell us all the time, you, know, you are my, our main sales strategy. We use you know, your, your platform is the thing that makes us money. So, you know, we, we understand that, you know, we, we take on that responsibility. It's, it's a heavy burden, but we take it on, you know what I mean? So we have to always be, we have to work as often as we can. We have to have, you know, premium customer service and we have to have, uh, you know, a scalable platform, which we do. Um, and so, um, those are the reasons why, uh, why one should, should use our system because we are, we're an all in one platform. Uh, marketing is also in there. Um, you know, we have a whole email system, uh, and pretty soon, you know, pretty soon coming out soon, we have even other more built in tools that allow you to basically, you won't need anything else except easy webinar to, to basically sell, to, to sell, uh, your products and services. Um, you know, you'll be able to just crush it. So I won't give too much away here, but uh, you, you'll you'll see some stuff coming out, uh, Dave, pretty soon here. That's awesome, man. I'm excited about it. Yeah, and it's great that you're getting ahead of the curve on the iOS 14 stuff as well, because uh, we're very conscious of that right now and seeing a lot of uh, fluctuations in accounts. So that's that's a big thing that's coming around the, the corner. So yeah, it's great to hear that you guys are on top of it. So Casey, like, thank you so much for your uh, for your time. Like in your no wisdom, it's been so great. Um, and yeah, we'll make sure all of the links are in and around the uh, the the uh, the podcast episode on the website. And thanks again for uh, taking this on. Of course, Dave. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. This has been the Viral by Design podcast with Dave Rothero. For more viral marketing secrets and to get detailed cliff notes on all episodes, visit viralbydesign.net.